Lord bless you all, my beloved brothers and sisters, and all of those as well that tune in, and those that are attentive to listening in to the audio. We do so with all of our heart, we do so with great joy, so that we may honor our Lord, to glorify our God, and to thank our Lord for all of the blessings that He gives us every single day. In our final prayer, we all together will be praying and asking our Lord that He remove this tribulation that we are living. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And we are going to be praying and trusting that the Lord is listening. Today, we are going to be reflecting upon Matthew chapter 12, a subtitle that says, An evil and perverse generation wants a sign. Verse 38, Matthew 12, verse 38. We're going to be reading and then as well continuing with verse 43 to 45 in this same chapter 12. So with your Bibles open, I assume you're ready. Matthew chapter 12, verse 38. Our Lord Jesus Christ, during that time, 2,000 years ago, in the past, there in Jerusalem, the Lord teaching his word as always. And as well, before the Pharisees and the scribes during that time were the enemies of the Lord. The Pharisees and the scribes were the interpreters of the law and the teachers in charge of teaching the law of Moses on the Sabbath. They considered themselves to be important and superior persons. And they did not believe in the Lord. They despised his teaching, his word. And this is why the Lord many times said they were scribes and Pharisees who were hypocrites. Because they said they taught the word of God, but they themselves did not understand what they were teaching. Because the Lord Jesus was manifesting himself according to the prophecies of the prophets in the antiquity. And they were not able to discern and distinguish that it was the moment of which all of those prophecies were coming to pass with the Lord Christ. And this is why he said they were hypocrites for teaching and speaking that they had what they didn't, having of God and they didn't, having doctrine when they didn't know truly, for they rejected the Lord. So here, in this situation, the Lord was preaching the kingdom of heaven, preaching his word, his gospel. And it says that one of these scribes and Pharisees said to the Lord, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Meaning, give us proof. Show us that what you are saying is true. How are you going to prove to us that you are true, that you are the Messiah, that you are sent from God? Give us a sign so that we may believe. But the Lord, he becomes angry, for he is not going to give them a sign because they were hypocrites and false. They didn't believe. They were rebellious. And the Lord was not going to give them any sign. So he answers, 
An evil and adulterous generation, as were the Pharisees and the scribes, the Lord said, they were an evil and adulterous generation, seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. So the Lord refers here to this example or this figurative speaking that we remember the story of Jonah, that the Lord sent him to Nineveh to preach and to give a message. And Jonah did not want to go, went astray from the path and got on a boat. And there they threw him over because the waters were turbulent and the boat was about to be lost. Who was guilty? And Jonah said, it is I, throw me over. So he says, it is better that you throw me overboard because there then I do not need to preach to Nineveh. So the Lord in his power allowed this and a great fish came and it swallowed Jonah and it had him three days and three nights in the belly of this fish. So this story that occurred, this of Jonah, it happened and the Lord allowed it. For it was the example or the shadow of what would come in the future. The symbolism. Just as Jonah was these three days, three nights, in the belly of this great fish, the same way would be the Lord Jesus Christ. He had to die. And in three days, he would resurrect. Our Lord allowed for Jonah to live this experience to be able to show what would occur with our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord knew that all these things had happened because of him, that this truly was a sign, a sign because only the Lord Jesus understood and those who believed in him. So this is why the Lord Jesus said to the Pharisees and the scribes, as an evil and adulterous generation, you ask for a sign, but I will not give it except this of the prophet Jonah. Remember what happened to Jonah. Remember the story. And just as he was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, the same way the son of man, the son of man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And it is because in some places in the Bible, in some scriptures, it says that during that time, the Lord was preaching to the imprisoned spirits. The Lord was preaching the gospel. And to these imprisoned spirits was those persons whom died before the flood, before that universal flood of Noah. Those who lived from Adam to Noah, they lived in evil and wickedness, and the Lord destroyed them with the flood. And to them is who the Lord Jesus Christ went those three days when he died, he went to preach this gospel to those imprisoned spirits, to those souls, to those persons who had died during that time. So therefore, the symbolism or this figure of Jonah giving this clarity of this would happen to the Lord Jesus Christ. When he gave this teaching, I think the scribes and the Pharisees did understand but they did not accept the Lord. They would even become more angry when they saw that the Lord would try to teach the doctrine and the Lord was completely right in his assessment, in his knowledge. And these Pharisees, since they thought they were more than others, they thought they were superior 
and they would become angry that the Lord would have to make them be silent. And in verse 41, the Lord continues to tell them, he says, the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation. It says, will rise in judgment and condemn it. With whom? With the scribes and the Pharisees. Whom were there? They were witnesses in seeing the Lord Jesus Christ preaching the gospel there in Jerusalem and in all of Judea. This is why the Lord says, The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation, with these scribes and Pharisees, and condemn it. They will condemn those of Nineveh. This of Nineveh will condemn these scribes and Pharisees. Why? Because they repented during that time the preaching of Jonah and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. So they during that time repented when Jonah preached. And in this moment Jonah is not preaching to the people. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the King, the Savior. He is whom is there preaching in that moment. And they did not believe. This is why it states that those men, those of Nineveh, will judge and accuse those scribes and Pharisees because they never wanted to listen the words of the Lord and his glory. This is why it says, in this moment, there is someone that is greater than Jonah here in this place. The Lord Christ was superior than Jonah. Nineveh repented with the preaching of Jonah. And how is it that the Pharisees and the scribes didn't repent with the words of the Savior himself, with Jesus Christ? In verse 42, he continues to teach with another example that happened. The Queen of the South It says, the Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment as well with this generation of the Pharisees and scribes and condemn it. Will condemn, she will, this generation of Pharisees and scribes. For she came from the ends of the earth, it says, to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And in this moment, indeed, he is greater than Solomon. And indeed, greater than Solomon is here, referring to our Lord Jesus Christ. He is superior than Solomon. And that queen traveled from afar, traveled to hear the wisdom of Solomon and admire him and gave him gifts and prizes. And here the Lord Jesus Christ being the King, the Savior, the Messiah, the Son of God, he was there, present. And these Pharisees and scribes did not believe in him. This is why the Lord says that all of those persons in the antiquity and the final judgment will be there to condemn them. They're in the judgment. So very well. We should then value the word of the Lord today. Today, when more than 2,000 years have passed from the preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ there in Jerusalem, we have experienced the experiences with our Lord, with the Holy Spirit, with the spiritual gifts, the miracles, the signs, the wonders that the Lord has done in our life. From the moment that we knew the word of God, 
We have lived experiences, beautiful things with the Lord. We realize that God lives. He exists. He is true. He is a God of spirit that is in all places. And we call upon him and ask him. And he is there attentive to hear us. He has allowed a church and a congregation to be formed for the people to congregate, to sing, to worship, to pray, to search for him with all of their heart. So we should not reject the Lord. On the contrary, believe in him, trust in the Lord, search with all of our heart and to continue forward. And we should not say that we do not need to congregate in a certain place. We do because the Lord has given us the spiritual gifts, the gift of prophecy, the gift of laying on of hands, gift of miracles, signs, visions, dreams, discernment, the gifts of casting out demons. And we need to work for the Lord, to lay hands one upon the other so that God may manifest in miracles. And in this way, the spiritual gifts that God has given us, they can work and we can earn many hearts and souls for the Lord. All, everyone needs to participate. All of those, those that are newer in the church, those that have never been able to congregate, but soon will have that opportunity to congregate. I know there are many hearts that are willing for this task, for this glorious work to attend the church, to congregate. And this is where as well, you will see the manifestation of the Lord openly with the gifts, with the marvels. So this is the invitation that I give to open the Bible, read it, purchase a Bible, read it, pray to our God, please the Lord for God is power. He is calling us. He is calling the people. He is during this time manifesting himself. He has allowed for this illness of coronavirus to test many hearts, to test many people, to punish others. For the Lord has blessings after all of these things. He is going to bless. He's going to prosper, giving success and triumph to the church, to his believers. So you who are listening, the teaching, it is important to believe God, believe the Lord, believe the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in the midst of us. The Holy Spirit is guiding us, counseling us in dreams, visions, prophecy. He is speaking through our lips, our mouth. He speaks to us and the Lord uses us to speak for God uses man as an instrument to speak to the people, to comfort. So therefore, now at the end, when we are in our final prayer, asking of the Lord for our petitions, for our needs, asking the Lord to remove this tribulation and asking the Lord as well for debts, because there are many persons who are unemployed. They do not have the money for their responsibilities, their rent, their mortgage. There are many persons whom are suffering illnesses. And there are those as well whom are suffering misunderstandings with their family members, spouses, family members, 
children with their parents, parents with their children, couples that want a divorce. All of these problems are occurring. People that are suffering, men that are suffering, women are suffering, but everything has a solution. All has a solution to open the Bible, read it with all of your heart, be willing for God and to ask the Lord with all of your heart, asking the Lord for mercy. To pray to the Lord, you do not need to know so many sophisticated words. Simply that with your heart, you ask God and speak to him and say, Lord, I want you to hear me. Lord, look at my situation. Look at my problem or look at my illness. Look at how I'm suffering. Lord, I need you to hear me. I'm going to read the Bible and I want, Lord, for you to give me comprehension so I can understand it. But as well, Lord, I want for you to hear me, listen to me, look upon me with mercy, remove my pain, my sadness, my worry, my illness. Look at my family members. Look at the curses or the spells, the witchcraft. Lord, you can speak all these things to him. And that is called praying. And the Lord will be listening and shall bless you and will deliver you. So when the Lord does the miracle upon a person, when he removes witchcraft, for example, or curses here, for example, there is a case that are three verses that I'm going to read. I know we're speaking now of another subject, but here the Lord gives an example that has to do with our daily life. Some people, we know they are those that have curses or spells placed upon them and they are suffering with these situations and they are enslaved with these spirits these unclean spirits that torment them they can't sleep they don't have peace and the lord gives an explanation regarding this in verse 43 of the same matthew chapter 12 verse 43 the lord says when an unclean spirit goes out of a man for that unclean spirit as well, during that time when the Lord Jesus was preaching, there were many persons who were victims of these curses and spells. And this unclean spirit goes out of a man and he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Meaning that person who is delivered of these evil spirits, of these curses or spells, when the person is delivered, the Lord wants for that person to follow the path of God, to search for the Lord, to convert, to repent, and follow the path of God. But what happens is, in this case, these person or this person who was delivered and cleansed of this unclean spirit did not want to continue in the path of God, continued then living a sinful life, a life that was displeasing before God, before his eyes. So this person did not repent, was not thankful of that deliverance. So it says then that this unclean spirit, when it left the man, he couldn't find rest. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came, meaning I will go back to that body of that man or woman of where I was dwelling. And it says when this unclean spirit returns again, and when he returns, he finds that this man or woman are doing displeasing and wrongful things, sinning before the Lord. So in their heart, God is not there. In the heart of this man or woman, those that were delivered, God is not there. So that unclean spirit sees that that heart is empty without God. So this is why it says, and when this evil spirit comes, he finds that house 
The house is the life of that person, that heart of the person. He finds it empty, swept, and put in order, meaning without God, on the contrary, full of sin and of wickedness. So it says then that that unclean spirit, he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And that house, which is the heart of this man or woman that were originally delivered, they did not repent. They continued sinning. So these evil spirits come, not only one, but seven more. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Meaning, first they had one spirit or demon. And the person was ungrateful with God and they did not search for God. They did not repent. So the spirit left, went tormented, looking for another spirit, finds seven more and returns because he was without God, because he did not repent. So it says that his state is going to be worse. So if before he was crazy, now he's schizophrenic perhaps, or completely without reason, mentally ill, you could say in the worst conditions possible. So that is his state, worse than the first. So shall it also be, it's the Lord Jesus Christ says, it will also be with this wicked generation, the Pharisees, the scribes, those whom did not believe in the Lord. And they said that they had of God and they did not repent. So then would come, other unclean spirits would come to take them so that their thoughts would be even worse than before. Rejecting the Lord of glory. More than 2,000 years have passed and until today we see persons, persons whom come from this belief, from these religions, from these customs, and until today we hear them that they do not accept the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not believe that he is the King of glory, the Savior, or the Messiah. And since they do not believe, surely each one of them, many more than seven spirits have possessed them. And they are full of unbelief, of pride, of arrogance, of stubbornness, where they think that they are superior and they do not look for God and they do not trust in the Lord. And they reject him. This is what he teaches. And let us not be victims then for being unbelieving, for our lack of belief, for doubting of the Lord. Let us not fall into being victims of these demons. On the contrary, if the Lord has delivered us and has cleansed us of demons, of these unclean spirits, let us follow the Lord. Let us be sincere, righteous with the Lord. And I invite you all then, that the Lord, he's going to do many miracles in your life. He's going to deliver you and remove curses and evil spirits. But the Lord expects for you to follow the path of the Lord. Follow the righteous path. So we are not going to follow this bad example of these scribes and Pharisees that today we see many exist, but we're not going to follow that example. We want to be with the Lord, live with the Lord, dwell with him and gain eternal life. Let us pray. Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for this reflection of your holy word. Thank you, Lord, for your doctrine. Thank you for your glorious word. 
that we delight every time that we open the scriptures to read and to find this marvelous doctrine that you edify with the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you because you make it a reality in our life. Thank you because our heart and our soul rejoices with happiness every time we read, every time we call upon you, every time we think of you. Thank you, eternal Lord. Extend your hand of power in this moment and bless all of those people, the brothers and sisters, and all of the persons whom are new and those who for the first time listen. Bless them, cleanse them, deliver them, and that you remove unclean spirits, curses, spells, witchcraft, remove incurable diseases, remove all mental illness, physical illness, remove the tribulation, the problems, destroy the work of the enemy, give joy, happiness, peace, comprehension, happiness, give prosperity and bless them, give them joy, reveal to them in dreams, blessings, your word, your path, and help them, Lord, so they may continue forward. Thank you, my Father, in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, we ask all, amen, the glory and honor is for the Lord. Let us sing to the Lord, chorus 157, with the title, From Captivity. Chorus 157. De cautividad, de cautividad, Dios nos hizo volver. De cautividad, de cautividad, Dios nos hizo volver. Hay risas y danzas y alabanzas porque Él nos hizo volver. Hay risas y danzas y alabanzas porque Él nos hizo volver. De cautividad, de cautividad, Dios nos hizo volver de cautividad, de cautividad, Dios nos hizo volver. Hay risas y danzas y alabanzas porque Él nos hizo volver. Hay risas y danzas y alabanzas porque Él nos hizo volver. Glory be to my Lord. Thank you, my beloved brothers and sisters. May God bless you. I love you.